The Angsty Christian Podcast is a mature show that deep dives into the problematic aspects of the modern church. Some content might not be suitable for all listeners. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Twas the angst before Christmas, and all through the land, not a creature was a-moshing, not even Dan. The purity rings were worn on everyone's hands with care, in hopes that Kenneth would be filled with despair. But the people were hiding, they were hiding in fear, because wherever Kenneth goes, there is no holiday cheer. For Kenneth loves Christmas for all the wrong reasons, because for him, presents are the reason for the season. As the children were snuggled in the closet with fear, my clock struck midnight, meaning he was near. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to the objects below. When what to my eyes I saw some ditches, in it was a miniature sleigh and eight tiny bitches. With a driver so lively and becabe, I knew in a moment it was the almighty Gabe. He whistled and called them and shouted them awake. Now, Daniel! Now, Jake! Now, Lauren and Bonnie! On, Adrian! On, Josh! On, Sebastian and Delaney. To the top of Twitter! To the top of the wall! Now, curse them away! Curse away! Curse away all! As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle who let out a loud cry, so up to the mosh pit the angsty heretics flew with brains full of doubt, and the almighty Gabe, too. Adorned in Jack Skellington, it was just not a phase, but as it turns out, Disney is wrong by the days! And then in the doubting, I heard in the ditch, Kenneth knew he had paid the price, for he was quite the bitch. With a natural twenty, Gabe rolled his dice, for magic he had plenty. I cast Kenneth out of paradise! In a flash of light, Kenneth was gone. In the calm of the night, the almighty Gabe had won. The deconstructionist cried of joy as their fear was defeated. Their hopes returned, they would no longer be mistreated. He mounted his ride as green as Shrek's ass. We knew we no longer had to hide, for the Dark One had passed. A victory celebration was heated, for he was the hero that none of us deserved, but that we all needed. As the dawn approached, in a voice as loud as a Spartan, Merry Fuckmas to all, and to all, Hail Satan. Hi, welcome to the Angsty Christian Podcast. I'm Bonnie, your deconstruction baddie, and a fun fact about me is that I made the Dean's List this semester, so pretty stoked about that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Dang, Bonnie's smart. (laughs) The smartest of the smarts. Yes. Uh, I'll go next, I guess. Um, Hi, I am Daniel, your deconstruction daddy. Fun fact about me, I am getting old. I um, was getting out of the car yesterday to grab lunch and somehow hurt my back. Um, Don't ask me how, because I don't fucking know. But your boy turns 28 in exactly three months, so 
here we are. Oh, I'm a millennial. I'm so old. Ah, ah, I'm a Gen Z and I don't pay taxes. Ah. Oh, so you do, you do, you do. Well, uh, if I had enough money to pay taxes. Oh, yeah. To be fair, I'm 19 and I have back pain. To be fair, I'm 22 and I never learned how to use so. <laughs> uh, Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm... I'm Jake, uh, your uh, deconstruction. I'm just here to have a good time. Uh, and a uh, fun fact about uh, me this week is that uh, if you didn't know, we're actually recording all from the comfort of our own homes. Uh, and in front of me is just an array of random objects because of my ADHD uh having no control and so uh i would like to go through some of these objects with you in an audio format but for daniel and body they can actually see my face so they'll get a chance to take a peek at some of these adhd objects so first and foremost i will re uh put this video for patreon only oh right okay dope we can do that now dope all right so first and foremost we got a duck with a kiss mark on it. Nice. Cute. It's a squishy it's a squishy duck too. Aww. Uh the the kiss mark wasn't always on the duck. I put it there. Oh. Next object. <laughs> I have one of the drink ice cubes that lights up uh whenever you press the button on it. And uh it's got a bunch of different colors, but my favorite is the rainbow the rainbow <laughs> oh that's cool that actually that's actually really dope that's that's gay <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty gay and that's why i hung on to it uh it looks like the tesseract I got that at a, yeah i got it at trader sam's uh over in disneyland oh. uh when you're looking for a boozy drink and also have money it's worth it because you get rainbow ice cube last but Definitely, certainly not least. Uh, I got a, I got my, like, one of three pump, Funko Pops that I own. And that is, uh, that is Lady Red from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Uh, fun fact about Lady Red is that, uh, she, uh, is the, uh, part of the remodel of that ride to get rid of the Brides for Sale, the very problematic portion of that ride yeah uh, but it which was a great step for uh you know feminism but also at the same time they were pirates like they're notoriously bad people but also it's disneyland so i guess it like balances out saying that hey pirates aren't actually that bad as long as you have a good heart and only steal from those who deserve to be stolen from looking at you chris pratt <laughs> and Chris Pratt. If you steal from Chris Pratt, uh take a picture and send it to us. Yes, please uh, do. I, I won't I won't be liable for anything that you do. Yeah. I just did very, very fucking curious. Yeah, yeah, we 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 take no legal responsibility because we will plead ignorance and that we did not know that that was actually something stolen from Chris Pratt. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Is that all the is all is that all the fun things that you have? I mean no, but we'll be here all day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, we won't be, but yes. Nice. 
I like that. Yeah. Those are all little fun objects. I just have my little fidget cube. Boop, boop, boop. I have a lot of stuffed animals and two cats. <gasps> cats? Yes. I like cats. I have cats around here somewhere. I just don't want to open my door right now because that'll let all of the beasts in and my room will turn into a zoo. <laughs> no, these these beasts are living solely in my room. Aww. It's a cat cage. Honestly, no, because they can't interact with the other cats since they're just staying for a little while. Uh, oh, these are, are these the two cats that don't like you? They're, yes, but they're mm. warming up to me. One of them came and climbed on me earlier. So. That's so cute. Well, guys, if you didn't know, it's Christmas! Yay! Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Now I have... A bunch of angst. <laughs> I am claustrophobic. <laughs> okay, Congratulations. Like, that was... We That took me a second. That, that joke was <laughs> that... our peak. That joke was our peak. Uh, we're I, done. I know, this man. is our last episode of the podcast ever. Forever. <laughs> Forever and ever. Because that was the best joke we could have ever said. Anyway... No, it's uh, it's it's Christmas or the holiday season for those who don't celebrate Christmas. And trust me, we don't blame you. Christmas is fucking stressful, so and problematic for many reasons. No, oh, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, today is our Christmas special or holiday special or angstmas angstmas special. Yeah, that means we got a we got a couple of things in store for you today. Uh, including some holiday-related topics for everyone to enjoy, and I can't wait to just dive straight into it. Yeah, and like, this is also our last episode of the year. Yeah, season finale. Uh-huh. Yeah, season finale. Yeah, if you guys don't know, uh, we're actually going to be taking a small break during the month of January uh, so that we can recuperate, so we can schedule some things, uh, and then we're going to be back in action come this February. Yeah. So if you enjoy listening to this podcast, um, again, please go to therapy. But um, if you do enjoy <laughs> listening to this podcast and you would like and you do not yet follow us on social media, on Inks, on uh, Twitter, we are at Angsty Kids. And on Instagram, we are at Angsty Christian Pod. Um, we post up all of our uh, updates on there and also some funny memes and also personally attack certain pastors who post up toxic stuff here and there. Um, and you can also message us and we will answer when we want and slash have capacity for it. Um, but yeah, so uh, follow us there and on Facebook. We are on Facebook now. Um, and that way, you know, we'll, we'll be posting up uh, some information about when we are back. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, how are you guys doing with everything going on in life? I'm not. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> That's a good way Same. to put it. Yeah. How, like, it's interesting because last year I feel like we were still in quarantine, right? Mm -hmm. And I think like the world, or at least America, was trying really hard to like speed up so that we could all see our families on Christmas. This year, we've been in the pandemic for a year and a half, mm -hmm. right? Almost two God. years. I had my first COVID scare this week for the first time in oh, a while. Wow. 
Really? It wasn't even a COVID scare. It wasn't a COVID scare. So my, my roommate um, got a notification on his phone that he came in contact with someone who recently tested positive, but it was six days prior. And so I had a take-home test um, that I had gotten a f- months ago when I thought I might have had it, but it turned out to just be really bad allergies. And so I had an extra test in there, and so he did it, waited 20 minutes, and it was fine. Yeah. But, like, it was so different this time. I don't know. I, I don't know about you guys, but, like, for me, it was like, you know, when before, if there was, like, the thought of getting COVID, I'd be scared to death, you know, and, like, super anxious. and be like, oh, shit, I'm going to fucking die or whatever. And now I'm like, okay, well, I got my vaccine. I got my booster recently. So I'm like, I'm chilling, you know? Like, if it get it, that could be bad and be suck, or it would suck. But, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just tired and I'm just over it. Like, if I get it and I die this way, like, great. But I don't know. I think my anxiety new variant has gone way up because the vaccines don't protect against it. Oh, really? I thought that they did. So death rate, not at least not as much. So death rates have gone back up um, just because it's not as protected against. So I do have anxiety over that. And because my my younger brother is immunocompromised. I mean, he's he's gotten his second dose, so like in a a week he'll be fully covered. But that's good. Yeah, I didn't know that it didn't affect the vaccine. I was trying to find research on that the other day, and I couldn't find anything um, at the time, at least, or I didn't look hard enough. And so that is disconcerting. Yeah, uh, I've had a few COVID scares just because of my particular line of work. Uh, I'm outside and around people a lot. And so, because of that, there's been just more than a few times where I've been, you know, exposed or in contact with someone. And, uh, it's the thing that gives me money, so I can't necessarily run away all the time from it. Uh, and so then I had to come to grips with, um, trying to figure out, like, how to balance, like, oh... I, I'm at work all the time and I'm being exposed, but now, like, does that mean I have to compromise spending time with my friends? And also, like, how does my mom, who is also immunocompromised, how does she feel about me going to work and then also spending time with my friends? It's like, you know. Yeah. And so whenever there was a scare, I would immediately just shut myself in my room because there was like, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I am just staying put until I get a negative test. This is my life. I am just going to be yeah. in my room, only going out to get food and water, and that's it. Yeah. Um, Which is what so, I used to do. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been a it's been a rough year yeah. and a half. It has been. It has been. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people who are just getting that like exhaustion of COVID, uh, which is kind of what I was saying, right? Of like, just at this point, it's been a year and a half. I'm like, fuck. Thankfully, I haven't had a lot of scares recently, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's been a it's been a rough time, and so uh, I'm glad that you know at least the three of us can do this thing <laughs> during all of this crap, right? <laughs> I don't know. No, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, for those of you who have listened thus far, um, I think it is important. Like, we should thank you, and um, yeah, like I don't know. I think when Jake and I started this, uh, what was it? April. Right, Jake? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It feels like forever ago at this point. Yeah, and we recorded two episodes that have still not been released, I think, a year ago, 
right? Yeah, it was like I, December. 10th, I don't right? even think I have those files anymore. I could I could go like dig for them, but uh, yeah, if those are on an old computer, <laughs> yeah, if you have them, that'd be great because I still have my old files on my external. But like, it was such a different. I feel like I don't know. I feel like I was in a different space, different, very different headspace, and different, very different spirituality space. Yeah, and. Uh, I think Jake and I, when we originally started this, it was like a, you know, response to our old church wanting me to, wanting us actually to start a podcast for them and us saying, no, fuck you. We're going to do what? our own thing because we don't have to be censored. Yeah. So the podcast, uh, I think we've talked about this on a previous episode, but uh, when I was leaving my last church, the senior pastor in an effort to get me to stay asked me to start a podcast for the church and said I'd have full reign on what we say on there. Um, which so isn't I asked, true. Which isn't true, <laughs> exactly. Which is what Jake and I talked about. Like, we, I talked to Jake. I said, hey, man, like, you know, our pastor said that um, he wants me to run this and I'd like for you to be the co-host. What do you think? Because we had already discussed doing a podcast at that point. And Jake's like, hell yeah, I'm in. And then I think we were talking at some point about it and, like, realized, no, I wouldn't have free reign like I'd still be on staff Jake I don't know if we would I don't need I would have advocated for them to pay for Jake pay Jake but I don't know if they would and <laughs> like they and and like we wouldn't have free reign right like we'd be like a pariah not pariah but we'd be like a tokenized oh look at millennial and gen z running a podcast or a podcast for a church full of boomers kind of thing and like if I said something wrong uh then I think they would have effectively excommunicated us fired us or had gaslit us spiritually bypassed you know all the all the normal stuff right and so we yeah ended up figuring out what it is we wanted to talk about and started this and yeah like, i've been it's been a wild ride since then that's yeah for sure. yeah yeah i feel like we're we've all grown and like bonnie you're here now which is awesome uh came out as a total surprise um but like a really good surprise um and and i think at least Jake and I at first were like, Hey, you know, if one person messages us and for some reason, the words that we say affected them in a positive way, then we succeeded. And definitely, I mean, I literally just got a message before this, <laughs> before we started recording from someone who uh, was saying how was like coming to us to ask, you know, questions about deconstruction and, and like was thankful for the podcasts that we had done. And um, a lot of other people have felt some sort of, I guess, positive stuff from what we say and so um yeah it's it's cool doing this it's fun yeah well yeah, enough any thoughts before we move on to our next segment jake and abani the only thought around here is me <laughs> nice nice <laughs> nice cool well um let's move on to our next segment shall we so Today, we thought it would be fun to do a Holly Jolly Christmas special questions. Okay? Ooh. So, I have three sets of questions that we'll go through just talking about our experiences with Christmas and all that other stuff. So first, let's start off with an easy one. What is, in your opinion, the best Christmas movie or best Christmas song? best christmas movie uh i there there's multiple ways to answer this question because 
You, I, it could be my personal favorite Christmas movie, or it could be the one that's the most sentimental to me, or the one that I think is objectively the best. All um, three. All three? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, let's let's go with the one that's the most sentimental to me, uh, and that is uh, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm. Uh, it is a classic. If you yeah. have not seen this movie, uh, I mean, I... I highly recommend it it's a it is something that gets me like in the christmas spirit every year uh it is exactly what i need the right amount of wholesome the right amount of uh dark and spooky uh even though it's like it's the muppets so it can only get so dark but it's it's a great it's a great movie i i love it this the the music in it uh the songs are fantastic i oh just just watch it. It's great. Um, my favorite Christmas movie, though, for all the wrong reasons, is Jingle All the Way. Yes! <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I love Jingle All the Way um, just because so of how how absurd the, like, not the, not the plot or the message of the movie, but just how everything shakes out. It, like, you have this, this postman who is just abandoned his job is all day sinbad or whatever the heck his name is <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> oh god then you have you have the name you have the neighbor uh who's like ned flanders but horny uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's oh, this you forgot the is. best part of it arnold Turbo schwarzenegger Man? Well, yeah, that's a given. Everyone yeah, but not knows everyone, about our... Yeah, but I don't know if everyone has seen... I haven't seen it. Okay. Oh, my Bunny. God. All right, Bunny. we're going to have to sit down and premise. watch this. This is Premise, great. yes. Okay, when you two are free, we are going to watch this, okay? But so for those of you who have never seen Jingle All the Way, this used to be my favorite movie, and I thought that it was like a fever dream when I was a kid because no one else had heard about it until I came to college and people knew, finally knew what it was. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a dad. And he's like a, I think he's like works a ton or whatever, but he has this really yeah. adorable kid and his ador- adorable kid. Um, he just wants one gift for, for Christmas and it's the gift that everyone else has. And it's this one action figure. And so it's like this really big, like robot, almost Iron Man esque action figure. It's Turbo Man, dude. Turbo Man. It's been a while, dude. I haven't seen this movie in a couple years. Okay. Turbo Man. So he has to get him a Turbo Man doll. But Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is such a workaholic that he, by the time that he thinks enough to think about his son, all of them are sold out everywhere. And so the movie's premise is he needs to get his son a Turbo Man action figure. Oh, and his wife asked if he had gotten it, and she told him about it weeks ago, and he didn't. Um, and so he's like, oh, yeah, I got the gift. And so now he has to go all across like New York City to find the Turbo Man action figure. And so if you have not seen it yet, I'm not going to give any more spoilers because the rest of the movie is fantastic and also horrible. <laughs> it is It is possibly the the best and worst Christmas movie all in one. And it, that is why it's my favorite. I mean, in my opinion, the worst Christmas movie is Die Hard because it's actually overly racist and misogynistic, but yeah. Alright. Well, <laughs> um, so the best Christmas movie of all time, in my opinion, is Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I'm willing to watch it again. I tried watching it last year, and I was like, I can't get past 
so much of the problematic parts of the 80s. Uh, yeah, it is definitely in a problematic 80s flick. But it's also like the defin- like the definition of an action flick. Like a lot of Hollywood will take Die Hard as their elevator pitch. They'll say, oh, it's Die Hard. But instead of in a building, it's in uh, like it, an airport. But that's just Die Hard too. Uh- <laughs> Okay, okay, we'll watch, we'll watch Jingle yeah. All the Way and Die Hard. All right. Okay. And then we'll finish it off with Muppets Christmas Carol or Please. whatever Christmas movies that are going to be inferior to what I'm going to say, what I've already said. No. Okay, Bonnie, you go first. I'll go last with this one because fight you, Jake. With favorite Christmas <laughs> movie? Yeah, 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 favorite Christmas movie. So it was like your favorite sentimental favorite and then like the objectively best one okay some of them can overlap um yes. i mean i love the muppet christmas carol as a sentimental favorite mm-hmm. uh also charlie brown christmas though like i know that's technically not a movie charlie brown christmas but it's so good that's a good one yeah um favorite favorite currently the one i've watched twice this year well i love fred claus that might be my favorite i don't think i've seen that what is it it's um what's his name it's like santa claus's little brother who's kind of or big brother who's kind of an asshole um and he's played by an (laughs) actor who's kind of an asshole but you have to love him um that sounds great yeah it's it's a fun movie and Oh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. I was blanking on his name. Oh. I love Vince Vaughn. Honestly. And they have Paul Giamatti. Yeah, right? he's oh, Santa. We, this is on our list. It's okay. so good. I love I love Fred Claus. Okay, um, yeah, we need to watch this. If it's okay. But the best Christmas movie. No, that's really hard. I don't like good movies, so Good movies are boring anyway. They are. I like White Christmas. I think that's like an objectively really good Christmas movie. White Christmas? Yeah. I also don't think I've seen that one, but it's... I've heard it's good. Yeah. I've probably seen it a thousand times, I just don't remember it. I've seen nice. it every year. Oh, that's awesome. I see the I like same those movies. movies every year, so... Yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> Alright. So, my... The most sentimental movie like gets me back to my childhood it's gonna be one of two movies what i think it's santa claus is coming to town or whatever the one with like the heat meister i'm mr heat master you know that song one? is so good um, yeah 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 that whole movie freaking loved it as a kid but also heat meister and what was it cold meister or whatever they always scared the hell out of me when i was a kid for whatever reason i thought that when they were at heat meister i thought that that they, that uh rudolph went to hell um but that movie sentimental we used to watch all the claymation movies with my mom when i was younger i used to have the frosty the snowman stuffed animal that went with the frosty the snowman movie um so those actually i'd say probably frosty the snowman then actually that's probably most sentimental um but also the santa claus classic uh with tim allen still one of my favorite movies like santa claus one santa claus two fire santa claus three is when it got interesting 
Um, and like, I'm not sure how I feel about the Santa Claus three. Um, oh wait, no wait. Santa Claus two is. Good? I haven't seen. Wait, any which of one? Which, which one's movies. which? Which one's which? Uh, Santa Claus two is the one with the fake plastic Santa. Santa oh three no, that one's horrible. Is the one with Jack Frost. Okay, yeah. Jack Frost is good. I, I was Jack Frost is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> flip that. Santa Claus one was good. Santa Claus two, I was like, what? This is weird, and it's actually kind of funny. Santa Claus three, I was like, okay, this one, this one's good. Um, so yeah, but my favorite movie, um, I just discovered it last year, and this is the one that I would say is objectively the best. It's called Claws. Hmm. Um, K-L-A-U-S. It's a um, animation film. It just came out, I think, the last couple of years on Netflix. Right. It is right. phenomenal. It's it's definitely not like the historical St. Nicholas. It's not like whatever, but it's like how the myth of Santa Claus came about. So it's about this postman who is the son of the person who's in charge of the entire postal company or whatever, who, um, spoiled rich kid, gets sent to this remote town in like... I don't fucking know. Somewhere far, North Pole or whatever, and it's a town full of of like these two families who are always feuding and fighting with each other, and they never send any mail or anything like that. And so this postman hates his life, but is trying to meet a quota so that he wouldn't get thrown out on the streets. And so it's his story of how he eventually meets uh, Santa or Santa Claus, or he meets Claus, and how like all of the different things come about, like you know, flying sled or. That, you know, he has this naughty and nice list and there's a lot of adorable kids in it. Um, and like the postal man eventually becomes nicer and a good guy. It is such a beautiful movie. It's made me cry. I watched it last night with my roommates or started watching it. Then I was really tired. So I went to sleep, but started watching it last night and it, it was already like getting me in the feels. So that's why I, I say okay. it's better than Die Hard in my opinion. I will I will bow down to that statement. Yeah. Actually, you're right. You actually found a good movie. I thought you were going to be shit posting. Uh, <laughs> no. But uh here we go. I are. haven't seen that no. one, but I should. We will also Claus. add that to the list. Yeah. yeah. Claus is actually like it's a very very good movie and on top of that, it is a return to form for animation because there's been such a taboo for doing like 2d animation and this is like the first time that people have come back to it as well it is not only like a like a really good and heartwarming movie but it's also like a monument uh to how animation can and like can still be whatever you want it to be without it being uh without having to like oh everyone wants cg no. oh people only want to watch CG. i have such a soft spot yeah. for 2d animation yeah agreed yeah so it's phenomenal phenomenal movie okay question two what is um the let's let's so the original question that was like worst and best gift given received or seen but what's like the most let's do this most obscure gift you've ever seen given or have thought of or want to give or you have given or been re or received i okay. can start because um, i already have this one in, in mind okay i have i have it somewhere i don't know off the top of my head but one one year i was talking to my friend and he was like what do you want for christmas or your birthday or something and i said the will to live and he was like haha uh -huh. ha, that's really that's really helpful but then I saw him a few weeks later and he had actually written out like a legal, legal ease, like a will to live. 
That's amazing. And it was like, it was so sweet and thoughtful too, because it was like all the reasons why he he was happy to have me in his life, complete with like pictures from our friendship. Oh, that's so sweet. It was like six pages long. It's like, this is the best gift I've ever gotten, hands down. So next Christmas on our store, we were going to create a store next year. I'm, I'm manifesting that, okay? On our store next year, we will recreate that will, but without all the pictures of Bonnie and stuff. Uh, we will create a will to live for people to buy for Christmas presents. That's beautiful. I dig that. Still in that idea. I love it. Your friend is good. He's, like, that is a good gift. He's so he's so great. So, um, the most elite gift... So, okay, I have I have two. Sorry, I'm going to cheat a little bit. So, worst gift that I've ever given. Um, one year, so my, my friends from high school, I think this was all the same year. We used to do like a white elephant gift exchange and have like a thing um, uh, with our with our group of friends. And we had a cool name and everything that I'm not going to say um, because I get kicked out and I'm not doing that. Um, but one year, I was, I forgot to get a white elephant gift. And so I was running all over my room and found this dirty stuffed animal, um, Garfield stuffed animal dressed like a pirate. And what the heck? I put, I threw him in a bag. <laughs> just like a really like it was it was sitting in my closet for a while like I, I don't remember where i got that from i got it from something as a kid and it was in my closet and so i i, I put that in there and my friend my friend got it he got so pissed off he's like what the fuck i got the lasagna pirate and was like throwing it <laughs> i think he threw it away in a dumpster outside at one point it was really funny but I think the year after that we did it and we all put down, okay, so what do you want for Christmas this year or for white elephant or whatever? So we all put things down so that we can all kind of get gifts. Oh no, it was a secret Santa for a secret Santa. And one friend said, I don't care as long as it's Nicholas Cage related. So the same friend who yelled about the lasagna pirate, he photoshopped together a giant poster of some of the best or some of the weirdest Nicolas Cage pictures that you can find. So the main centerpiece was Nicolas Cage doing like the laying down model pose, um, but shirtless. And then he photoshopped Nicolas Cage's face onto his torso. And then there was just like Nicolas Cage things everywhere. It got this giant collage and got it printed. It looks like an official poster and everything and gave that to him as a secret Santa gift. It Nothing has topped that since. That is, that is epic. That is great. Yeah. I'm just, I honestly, I might ask him if we can also sell that on our store next year. Um, because that would be a pretty good, uh, poster. It is a good poster for sure. Okay. All right, Jake. All right. So there's an inside joke with my family because one year, uh, my aunt, uh, decided it would be a great idea to give my dad uh, like a Christmas me- Christmassy uh, pair of underwear, just because it would it was kind of funny, right? You know, kind of funny. I hear Charlie talking in the that background. That is Charlie. Hi, buddy. Gosh dang it, Charlie! Jake, um, by the way, right now, um, if you're not, if you're not, <laughs> you obviously can't see this, um, but Jake right now is wearing the most uh, comical uh, shorts, boxers, um, like they are uh, the pink 
uh, boxers with the hearts all over them, and it is the best thing that I think I've ever seen. Like, I absolutely love it. <laughs> uh, everyone needs a pair of funny underwear. Anyway. Yeah. So, my, I, I think um, it was like, it was Christmas themed and it had like, uh, I think it had some jingle bells on it somewhere. It was really funny. Um, but the, it was just, you know, when my dad opened it up, he was like, this is funny. Why did you get me this <laughs> to my aunt? Not, like, they're, they're not related. Like, these are not blood related. Uh, it is my, it's my mom's sister-in-law. So now next, the very next year, my dad comes, comes back with a gift. She opens it and it's like, and it's just like the like the worst pair of like Christmas underwear you've ever seen, oh, and it's no. been a gag gift between the two of them, my my dad and my aunt, to just continuously get each other terrible underwear, like the most <laughs> embarrassing, and like to it's to the point where they don't want to they don't want to even like open it up, and so they have to rig the box to like force it open or make package it so that no matter how you open it, it's going to be exposed and everyone has to be able to see it. That's genius. That's awesome. It, it is quite marvelous. The lengths that, uh, that those who have gone to, to embarrass each other every year. It is, it is fantastic. It's kind of a mood though. Like I absolutely love that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay. Last question. When did you stop believing in Santa Claus and why? Mine's sad. I should save mine for last. <laughs> mine is too, so it's okay. Um, okay, I can go first because I never really believed in Santa. Um, I'm sure like I kind of did for a little while, but my mom has always found Santa really creepy. <laughs> this guy Fair. always watching you making notes of everything you do and then sneaking into your house at night and either leaving you something nice or like giving you coal. Like it's really fucking weird when you think about it. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, we never really did Santa. So when I found out he wasn't real, it didn't make a huge impact. Yeah. No, that that makes total sense. And that also, is probably the most your mom thing to do. Uh, like out of all of our moms, I would expect your mom to be the one to do that. Um, just based on what I know about all of our moms. Um, and it makes sense because like also Santa was used, um, by parents a lot for, um, to control their children, you know, and get them to, uh, it wasn't a form of connection, but it was a form of, um, I forgot the word, but there's a cool word that you can use. Um, but, it was getting to your kids to comply that's what it is compliance over connection is what it was used for you don't need santa claus to control your kids if you're part of the evangelical church because you can just say god's always watching which is what santa judging yeah like literally i'm like all right so the view of santa is god (laughs) god got it okay okay yeah all right jake you want to tell your story or i can go first if you want to if you want to save yours for last I'll go. So, you know, I grew up in a private Christian school. And so, um, 
one of the teachers in first grade, literally the only teacher to think this at all, thought that uh, the idea of Santa uh, was kind of unchristian. Why should we worship this uh, this jolly red fella every year? Uh, like once a once a year, and then uh, take attention away from like Jesus and God. So my first grade teacher, not like literally my first grade teacher, told the entire class one day that Santa isn't real, and told the story instead of Saint Nicholas, which was cool. But he wasn't someone who had a flying sleigh and gave presents. Like, what the hell? Anyway, so from that moment on, I knew that Santa wasn't real. However, when I talked to my parents about it, like, I said, is Santa not real? Because my teacher told told me that Santa's not real. It's like, then my parents, of course, scooped me up and were like, no, no, of course he's real, of course. But that's, like, exactly when I started, like, looking for signs that Santa wasn't real and, like, realizing, oh, Santa uses the same wrapping paper that our family uses and has used for the last ten years because that mm-hmm. shit never runs out. Yeah, it's true. So, instead of, instead of like, telling them, guys, I don't believe in Santa anymore, I lied to them. I just told them that I still believed because I didn't want to, I didn't want them to be uh i didn't want them to be sad so i lied to them until around sixth grade then i told them that i didn't believe since like first mm-hmm. wow yeah Dude, that's, that, that's, that, that sucks yeah i mean that teacher yeah like allow <laughs> children their innocence and to believe in magic right, right. Like, well i feel like the worst part of that story is just knowing that your parents are lying to you like no matter what the lie is even when it's well-intentioned can create a sense of like unsafety within a relationship and then you having to lie to your parents about that like none of that is okay yeah that's hard yeah well it's like also like i feel like it's up to the parents of when they want their child to no longer believe in santa right um and to have like some sort of control over that because it's the it's a it should be the parent not the teacher uh i i think or have like a cons- i don't know i feel like it's there's some sort of consenting thing that should be happening with the parents in there and have them in on the conversation of oh i'm going to be telling your kids that santa isn't real um and making sure it's okay with the parents about that i mean i get it and also there's times where i guess parents do lie to kids and you know you have history all, all that stuff or whatever but like i don't know i feel like that's really disrespectful to parents and but, I mean, for a lot of the reasons that Bonnie said, you know, if it breaks trust. <laughs> I I also just genuinely don't believe that Santa is problematic at all. Yeah. Like, do you know how many Christmas cards that I've gotten with uh, Santa, like, just being there right next to little baby Jesus, which is the most commercialism thing I've ever seen. But also, at the same time, like, a really sweet message if, like... You know, if you f- view Santa as kind of like a hero figure, and so yeah. that wait. is, wait, 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 wait. S- Jesus wait. being commercialized? What? Never heard of that. No, that can't. That what? can't. No, crazy. No. <laughs> what? 
we don't have an entire yeah. institution that commercializes Jesus or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, so something that I I kind of like helped me process this is that I never, I personally don't think that you should tell your kids that Santa isn't real or like. The idea of, like, Santa as a physical person, yeah, 100%, not real. Uh, but the idea of Santa, the magic behind it, it comes from everyone. And so it's part of, now it's part of a team. Like, now that you know how the magic works, now you can help make the magic. Did I you just like explain the entire, uh, the entire story plot of Elf? <laughs> sure <laughs> except santa was real and elf yes but there was still the the point of believing in magic allows magic to be to exist yeah yeah it's sure sure Shh. sure yeah no honestly i do find santa slightly problematic for a lot of reasons but mainly i work with kids a lot um, different families have different rules for Santa and different incomes. So some kids get a lot of really nice gifts from Santa and other kids get one kind of shitty gift from Santa. And like, that's really sad. Mm -hmm. Like these kids are probably like yeah. might be internalizing a lot of shit. Like I just, yeah, I'm not a fan. I'll never yeah. do Santa with my kids. Yeah. I think there's a, yeah, I think it depends on aspects of Santa because I think there are some, those are a lot of really good points that I don't think are thought about as often of, you know, how do you tell a kid who is from, comes from a low-income family that, or you're just going to say Santa doesn't love them as much because they don't get as many things as little Johnny who got freaking all this, got a freaking PS5 and right. all the games they want, whereas this other kid gets new socks or something, right? Like you can't like, so there are problematic aspects in that. And also I think a lot of the stuff your mom said are good points of some man is watching you while you're sleeping and stuff. It creates this fear mm -hmm. that can create compliance. But on the other hand, the magic behind Santa, I think there can be a lot of beauty right. in that and like allowing kids to believe in something and like kind of experience that, um, like just the magic in the air. Cause there is like a magic that is in the air around Christmas, right? Like, yeah. Every every year, come come this time, come the winter solstice, like the energy feels different. People do tend to be more jolly, whatever you want to say. Um, not everyone, and there's also seasonal affective disorder, and you know, seasonal, aka seasonal depression. But um, a lot of people, you know, like there's just this different. People are more generous and stuff, and, and, and like that may not come from Santa necessarily, but it's like the season of gift giving and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think it's I think there's. I think there's definitely room for both the problematic and also room for the beauty and magic. Right. There's definitely both. Yeah. Well, for me, I think my parents used Santa. My whole family used Santa as the compliance aspect, as I was mentioning. Um, but also the magic aspect. Like my mom, my mom went to great lengths to get me to believe Santa for a while. I think it was, I was some, some year in middle school. I don't remember how long it was that I've, 
and I, like I had I I was like no like I think fifth fourth fourth or fifth grade I was like ah Santa's not real maybe third grade I was like Santa's not real kids were starting to figure it out and like oh Santa's not real my mom and dad told me so I was like no I want to believe and I'd watch movies I'm like but if Santa is real he can make it snow um because of that movie that Disney movie where Santa made it snow or whatever uh but my, I remember my mom one year. Um, went to the lengths of getting my grandma to wrap all the all of my gifts and get her to write from Santa on all of the gifts that weren't from my parents. And my mom still also wrote from mom and dad, you know, or whatever. Um, and then, and like for me, I was like, that's impossible. My grandma lives like an hour or two hours or I thought it was like forever away. Now I'm like, <laughs> I drive to my grandma's frequently and it takes me 20 to 30 minutes, right? But when you're a kid, you're like, that's so far away. There's no way that that could happen. Um, and so my mom went to great lengths to do that, but then eventually I did, it was like, yeah, Santa's not real. It's fine. I don't care. I'm not going to tell kids that he's not real, but he's not real. Yeah. So, but my mom definitely did use Santa again for the compliance and I got it. That's fine. I mean, I think that's what, oh, it's not fine, but I think that's what a lot of parents used to do and right. it's a cultural thing and i know it's not cool so i'm not going to do that with my kids i don't know where i'm at like with when i have my future kids if i'm going to tell them about santa or anything like i'll watch the movies i'll have them i think kind of create their own beliefs yeah oh i'm definitely i'm definitely going through all lengths to to instill that magic and then yes with that with the process of like the mat like the magic is real but it's the it's the being that is not yeah, and I think, I mean, like, I'm not going to focus on magic during Christmas. I'm going to focus on magic throughout everything, right? Like, if we... Exactly. You know, like, I think magic is a beautiful thing. It could create a lot of beauty in the world. And so, with that, but then also still watch the movies, like, all the Christmas movies, and they can come to believe Santa if they want to. Um, you know, it's the same thing, I think, with, like, religion or faith or whatever. It's like, let them kind of come to their own conclusions instead of having to indoctrinate, you know? Right. Um, that's another conversation for another time i think about indoctrination or not um <laughs> so um but i think this is a good segue because we were going to mention uh, or at least talk about a little bit uh we don't have to go in depth but just like who i think saint nicholas originally was because this is the angsty christian podcast and saint nicholas was actually a pretty badass guy And so Jake, the original angsty Christian, if you will. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, so Jake, your teacher taught you about Santa Claus or taught you about St. Nick. Mm. What do you remember? Uh, not a whole lot. Okay. Um, that's the thing is that, uh, whatever I think about, uh, what she taught me about St. Nick, it was literally just that his name was St. Nick. And he was a really nice guy. And that was it. That makes sense. Really, that was it. There wasn't, like, any, like, hoopla or uh, any, like, you know, magic or any of the, the actual stories behind it. It was just that there was a guy that exists that was named St. Nick. It wasn't until later in my life that I watched the worst movie ever created. Uh, Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. 
Okay. Oh boy. I'm going to just throw this out there now. If you guys want to listen to a really funny segment on Kirk Cameron saving Christmas, go look up the Dirty Rotten Church Kids and their Christmas episode. They did an entire segment on Kirk Cameron saving Christmas, and but I think they used it for um, Halloween. Oh yeah, it was a recent Halloween episode. They talked about it like last Christmas. I think they did a Kirk Cameron saves Christmas, and this year they did Kirk Cameron saves Halloween. <laughs> and they had a whole thing about like um, how I think they were they were talking about like the um, three colors in uh, candy or in candy corn, and they missed a perfect opportunity to just talk about the Trinity with that. But um, honestly, go look at that. I'm not gonna watch that fucking movie of Kirk Cameron saves Christmas, but. Uh, yeah, just go listen. Oh to no, that. we will. We will. Oh, I'm God saying it. it right now God on live it. on the air that we will watch <laughs> it as a Patreon bonus no. one day. No. One day we're gonna watch that movie no. together as a as a uh, Patreon holiday special. It'll be a bonding not, experience. Not yet. <laughs> no, it'll be a bonding experience. All right, we'll watch it all together. We'll hold hands. We'll sing Kumbaya. It'll be great. <laughs> Sign up for a Patreon and watch Daniel suffer. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, um, I have pulled up an article from SaintNicholasCenter.org, um, where their whole website is about discovering the truth about Santa Claus, um, and there's actually a lot written here, and it's pretty dope. Um, do you guys mind if I just kind of walk through some of the things? I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just kind of like bullet point it. Yeah. Take us on the spiritual journey. All right. So St. Nicholas was born in the third century in the village of Patara in Asian minor, Asia minor. So does that mean he's Asian? Could be. I don't fucking know. Um, oh, uh, so it was Greek. So he was Greek. Okay. Um, in the Southern coast of Turkey. That's what, that's where Patara was. So he was born into a wealthy family, was raised to be a devout Christian, um, died in an epidemic while, uh, who, and his parents died in an epidemic while Nicholas was young. Um, so he was part of the no parents club. Um, and so he looked at what Jesus said to sell, uh, sell what you own and give your money to the poor. And so he used his whole inheritance to assist the needy, the sick and the suffering. Um, he dedicated his life to serving God and was made Bishop of Myra, um, while still a young man. So Myra again is, um, Southeast or the South, the, uh, seacoast of Turkey. Um, so then Bishop Nicholas became known throughout the land just for being generous, uh, to those in need, um, his love for children and his concern for sailors and ships. Um, so, uh, there was this emperor, Roman emperor Diocletian, um, who was emperor of Rome from 240 or 284 to 305, and he ruthlessly persecuted Christians. And so uh, Bishop Nicholas did suffer for his faith, was exiled and imprisoned. Um, the prisons were incredibly full of bishops, priests, deacons, uh, meaning that, and it was so full that there was no room for any real criminals, uh, or they say real criminals, uh, but yeah, no room for like murderers, thieves, robbers, etc., because there were so many priests, priests, bishops, and deacons in there. Um, so then when he was released, he attended the Council of Nicaea in 8325, which is a major turning point in the polit politicalization of Christianity. It's where they outlawed a lot of different parts of, um, different sects of Christianity, like Gnosticism and whatnot. We could talk about that another time, but Council of Nicaea is also where we got the Nicene Creed, and if I remember correctly, is where we got the canonization of the Bible. 
Um, he died in he died December sixth, uh, three forty three. So four days ago, according to when we were recording this, um, and was buried. <laughs> wow, in, he was really old if he died four days ago. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, he's <laughs> Santa Claus. He lives forever. Um, and he was buried in his ca- uh, cathedral church, where this is interesting, where a unique relic called manna. Um, so if you know the Old Testament and know the story of Moses, manna or mana might sound familiar. Um, and this was, uh, so a unique relic was formed in his grave. And so this liquid substance is said to have healing powers, fostered the growth of, and this fostered the growth of devotion to Nicholas. So it's, I guess, is how he became a saint because you have to have a miracle happen. Um, also interesting that Catholicism has a lot of magic relics and magic substances. So checkmate protestantism um so then throughout the stories you know many stories and legends have been told of him um and so there was one story um i think jake you're the one who told me about this originally um there was a story of a poor man with three daughters um in those days a young woman's father had to offer prospective husbands something of value which was called a dowry the larger the dowry the better the chance that the a young woman would find a good husband without a dowry a woman was unlikely to marry um, so this uh, man was so poor and his daughters did not have a dowry, so therefore they were destined to be sold into slavery. Mysteriously, on three different occasions, a bag of gold appeared in their home, providing the needed dowries. Um, the bags of gold uh, to- were tossed through an open window, and they are said to have landed in stockings or shoes left uh, before the fire to dry. This led to the custom of children hanging stockings or putting out shoes, eagerly awaiting gifts from St. Nicholas. Sometimes the story is told with gold balls <laughs> instead of gold uh, bags of gold. Um, that is why three gold balls, sometimes represented as oranges, are one of the symbols for St. Nicholas. Damn, he had three balls, bro. Interesting. Um, he, he, wait, three gold balls? Isn't that what, how many gold balls um, gold member has in Austin Powers gold member? Um, but yeah, so they called St. Nicholas a gift giver. Um, one of the oldest stories uh, showed him as a protector of children, uh, which took place long after his death. So the people of Myra... Uh, we're celebrating the good saint on the eve of his feast day when a band of Arab pirates from Crete came into the district. They sold treasures from the church of St. Nicholas to take away his booty. <laughs> um, as they were leaving... Sorry, I keep laughing at the immature parts. Uh, anyways, as they were leaving town, they snatched a young boy, Basilios, to make into a slave. Um, the ruler selected Basilios to be his personal uh, cupbearer. Um, as not knowing the language, Basilios would not understand what the king said to those around him. So for the next year, Basilios waited on the king, bringing him wine in a beautiful golden cup um, for his parents. Uh, they were devastated at the loss of their only child, and so the year passed slowly, filling them with grief. As the next St. Nicholas feast day approached, Basilios's mother would not join in the festivity, as it now became a day of tragedy, obviously. Um, so she was persuaded to have a simple observance at home uh, with quiet p- prayers for Basilios' uh, safekeeping. Meanwhile, as Basilius was fulfilling his tasks uh, serving the emir, he was suddenly whisked up and away. St. Nicholas appeared to the ter- terrified boy, blessed him, and set him down at his home back in Myra. Uh, or Mira. I don't know how to say that. But imagine the joy. Uh, and then, yeah. So uh, that's the first story of St. Na- Nicholas protecting children, which became his primary role in the West. Um, and so there's, there's a lot more of uh, stories where people are robbed. Um, or murdered uh, and whatnot, um, and uh, there are stories where like Saint Nicholas saved them, or prayed earnestly for God to restore people to life, and a lot of different stories. Could they be real? Maybe. Could they be not? 
who the fuck knows, doesn't matter, eh, I think it depends on you, um, but he was, I think the important part is knowing that he was a friend and protector of anyone who, who needed him, um, and is why he was uh, given sainthood, and I, so I think it's pretty cool, like the original Saint Nicholas, at the very least, like he kind of did the Mother Teresa of selling all of his belongings and giving it to the poor and dedicating his life to that while he was alive, and that's pretty badass. Um, that's really hard, and I don't think many of us have the strength to do that. Uh, nor would want to, nor think that that would be a wise thing to do, but St. Nicholas did it, and that's cool. Right. Thanks for sharing that story. Yeah, so there's a lot. Honestly, go to the website. There's a lot more stories that I didn't say on there because I didn't want to sit here for 30 minutes talking about all of that. There's but, so much on this website. Yeah. Yeah. Literally just go to St. Nicholas Center. Uh, .org, so Saint as an ST, so the abbreviation of it. But yeah, there's a ton of different things. Um, and I think it's really cool on how um, how that turned into things. I mean, the political, or not the politicization, the uh, commercialization. I think the, Saint, the Santa Claus that we know today came from Miracle on 34th Street. I think that's where it originally originated. Um, and... Which I think Actually, is, is the Coca-Cola company first and then Miracle. On that's what it was. Street. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Coca-Cola company, then Miracle on 34th Street. Well, Mir yeah, I think, yeah, both of those came out uh, close to each other. And, like, the commercialization of who Santa Claus is today is very different than St. Nicholas. Um, hmm. Regardless, Santa is cool, I guess, and also can be problematic, but the original St. Nick was pretty badass. That's That's a solid summary. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Now, now, what about Krampus? I don't know enough about Krampus, but Krampus. Ooh. Yeah. Who is who is are, Krampus? Are, are are we researching this now? Or I'm just quickly looking it up. For... Uh, oh, this is interesting. So Krampus really is the antithesis to Saint Nick. I mean, obviously he's German. Yes, yeah, Central European popular legend: half goat, half demon monster that punishes misbehaving children at Christmas time. Um, oh! He's the devilish companion of Saint Nick. Uh, Krampus is believed to have originated, yes, as Bonnie said, in Germany, and his name derives from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Nice. Krampen. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Oh, yeah, Krampus Knot uh, was pretty nice, which is uh, Krampus Night. That was on uh, December 5th, so the day before Saint Nicholas uh, died. Oh, apparently he's a descendant of hell. The yes, God of the this animal. one Ooh. sentence um, is very interesting. Okay, so the, the, these three sentences from Britannica.com. While St. Nicholas rewards nice children by leaving presents, Krampus beats those who are naughty with branches and sticks. In some cases, yeah! he is said to eat them or take them to hell. On December 6th, St. Nicholas Day, children awaken to find their gifts or nurse their injuries. Fucking hell, man. Wow, that's awesome. That's right. If if you all survived uh, December <laughs> December fifth, uh, congratulations. You are a good kid. You are good. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, anything else you guys would like to say before we uh before we close off today? Uh yeah, I got I got one more thing to add, okay. and that's a message. Uh, from us to uh, all of you uh, listeners out there we know that the holidays are tough 
and it's going to be, especially when you're in the middle of this deconstructing time, because there's a lot of commercialization. This might be the one time a year that you actually go to, that you're actually forced to go to church. Um, And I have to say that uh, if you are currently struggling with your, like, with anything, really, like, whether it be difficult relatives, whether it be uh, a job that is, you know, stress like that stresses you out, especially over the holidays. And if you work uh, in an essential service, having to probably work during the holidays and missing out on that family bonding time, uh, just know, one, you're not alone. Uh, I am. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in retail. I'm working during like on Christmas Day. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, but, again, you guys are not, you guys aren't alone. Uh, if family is difficult, um, there are plenty of other folks out there that also have difficult relatives that can relate to your situation. And there's also plenty of friends out there that you can that you already have or have just yet to find that can be your new family uh and it like trust me it's rough it's rough for everyone uh i don't know a single person that is not stressed out during the holidays uh so if you are if you are mentally struggling just again you're not alone and you are enough and you're loved. Yeah. I think it's really important to also leave space for those who are grieving in this time. Like my mom, as you heard when we called her. Um, the holidays can be some of the most difficult when you have lost a loved one over the last year or year and a half. Either due to the pandemic or other reasons. Um, as many have. And so that's something not to be taken lightly. Um, and I do want to leave space for that grief. Um, but also to uh, on the flip side to add on to what Jake said, um, you are under no obligation. Again, no obligation to be forced to go to church for Christmas or Christmas Eve. You are under no obligation to spend time with your family on Christmas or Christmas Eve. If it is unhealthy for you, practice your boundaries. Say no, and if they guilt you, that's why we have the block feature. Um, but for, I think a lot of people who are, who have experienced some sort of deconstruction or faith change, um, Christmas can be more difficult because it's a time where you're talking about things that could be very triggering for you. And so if that is you, and if that is your case, uh, highly suggest, uh, and encourage you to just practice boundaries during this time, uh, with your families. Um, one of the most powerful things for me was realizing that I didn't have to go to my family's, uh, holiday gatherings if they were unhealthy for me or if it was mentally uh, exhausting or abusive for me. And in fact, started making more, um, uh, traditions with my friends and having friends misses or friends givings or whatever that is to kind of reclaim the holidays, uh, for those of us who have it difficult or have it, have a difficult time. So, um, highly encourage you to do that. If that is something that you're able and ready to do. Um, but again, you have to be ready to do that. Um, and if not, well, I hope you can be able to, still survive if you're of age alcohol helps 
That is honestly how I get through holidays sometimes. Like, bring a beer, bring some whiskey, and I just fucking, like, I'm going to vibe. I'm going to hang out. I don't want to deal with the drama. Don't use it as a crutch, though. Don't please. use it as a crutch. Don't develop an unhealthy relationship. But, like, There's, seriously. But seriously. Alcohol's dangerous. It can be. Don't get drunk. But, like, honestly, that that's the thing. I think a lot of people do use it and it is what it is so i'm not saying to encourage you to get alcohol poisoning on christmas day or to get drunk or use as a crutch but like honestly sometimes to get through some hard things to just kind of give you some social lubricant i have many friends who've done that i have done that on a couple of holidays not like getting drunk right a glass of wine i'm like all right cool i can kind of get through this a little bit easier well yeah. and i think different things yeah. are helpful for different people exactly as Jake said, you're loved. You're enough. Um, as Stephen Furtick said, <laughs> you are already enough, ironically. Ah, uh, Stephen Furtick. Furtick. Never thought. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else <laughs> we want to add? Yeah, Bonnie, do you have any closing statements? You guys are awesome. Other than happy holidays and, like, rest... Dude, this is a season where everyone's stressed out and like no. go take a nap yes <laughs> lots of naps tea coffee if you like coffee and no one swear to god if any of you claim 2022 as your year oh yeah that's right we won't be around for that mm -hmm. <laughs> happy new year oh happy new year as well yeah, yeah yeah happy happy new year no one claim it as your year People did that the last two years, and look where we're at. We're all going to walk in. We're going to be cautious going into 2022, hoping maybe some good stuff happens, but we're going to keep our expectations low, all right? Uh, we got to do that as a society. Absolutely. Yeah, no, like, we we should have known better that uh, going into 2021, we shouldn't have had our hopes up that high. Like, immediately six days that's all it took six days and then everything went to shit so remember 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 that the 6th things, of november or january yeah 6th of january <laughs> uh but uh but uh yeah no remember that uh you know it's gonna be okay you're loved you're enough um, also remember, things can get worse. <laughs> True. Don't keep it at the back of your head all the time, but be prepared. January is very much not always been, or like the early part of the year has definitely not always been the best. So be ready. Uh, be prepared. Uh, fill your life with laughter and love. Were we going to go over our Spotify wraps? Oh, Oh, that's right. Oh, no. I forgot about that. That is our last segment. All right. That's good. So, yeah, we, we should talk about the uh, the audio aura. Okay. So mine is angst and bold. Angst and bold is yours. Yeah. Mine was energy and bold. Energy and bold. Energy and bold. Uh, mine is angst and determination. Wow. I feel like I'm like the glue that holds all like the the thing together because you you Jake has angst, Bonnie has bold, and I have angst and bold. Yeah, but you don't have determination like me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm not determined for shit. Okay. All right. Top five artists. And now, let's expose ourselves on the top five artists. 
I do want to mention that I think I've listened to more music than 97% of people on Spotify, something like that, because I have 102,126 minute, 23 minutes listened. Wow. Yeah. My top artists, 1975. Is anyone surprised? Not me. Julian Baker, A Day to Remember, Turnover, and Beartooth. Uh... Ooh, Bonnie, you want to go? You want to go first, or do you want me to? Because mine's rough. <laughs> mine's complicated. Uh, my top artists were Mitski, Doja Cat. I, I'm not sure. I'm. I still don't know how to pronounce this band's name. Actually, it's like Main Skin. You know, the Italian rock band that got really popular this year. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna look up mm. how to say it because I'm curious. I do like them. It's Danish, means moonlight. Uh, Monskin. Monskin, okay. Uh, Hozier and Regina Spector. All right. All right, let's go to my top artists. So first and foremost, I am actually really proud of this one. Uh, the artist Family Jewels. Uh, very, very, uh, very good at uh, video game metal. Also the uh, lead guitarist for uh, the video game Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, it is, it's really cool. Um, number two, we have the Aquabats, because I listen to Ska. I love it. Uh, Makes sense. All right. Number three is the, um, is the composer that uh, did the Persona 5 soundtrack, uh, because I listen to a lot of that music, and they, re uh, just this year, they released that entire like all like all of the persona games for the most part they release their soundtracks on spotify and so i've been listening to that pretty religiously uh it's a really good soundtrack uh number four electric light orchestra uh one of my like very very good band uh from back they're great back in the old times of the 80s or was it 70s could not tell you i don't know 70s 80s that era and then uh rich ad uh rich ad eb which is another more video game metal now that we've said that what is the real aura of your of your, of your uh thing body what did you say yours was again what remember the real aura when we we're talking about what your music says about you oh my mine was like i forgot what mine was sad boy mine mine is still angst and determination no no no, no, no. like if you were to describe it oh uh no mine was definitely horny and depressed oh yeah yeah my top songs so embarrassing <laughs> like brutal yeah i mean i think mine was like angsty horny yeah Mine is kick your ass ska. <laughs> so just horny. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you think. What's, what kidding. is horny about oh, Super Rad? Virgin. Have you heard the song Super so Rad? Virgin. No, ska people are like, they're they're fun. I, I, I like ska people. It's a very unique yeah. crowd. Because you just called all ska people virgins. Yeah, so yeah and know. that's what I'm saying horny because ska people aren't like, they're, yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. Ska is so unique. I love ska. Yeah, ska's so good. So <laughs> this is this is the real call out post. Please send me ska suggestions if you have a good ska band that you listen to. I want to hear it too. Hell yeah! All two 
I I might be the only listener of this podcast that also listens to ska. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's our Spotify wrapped. For our podcast Spotify wrapped, I did post that a while ago. Um, and I think that is important to at least quickly mention, uh, just as a, again, another thank you for those who may listen to this. So we have been played in 14 different countries, which is really cool. Um, actually that was only on Spotify. So, uh, um, aside from Spotify, like our true, like our things on anchor, um, 26 of you for whatever reason, listen to us more than any other podcast. Um, what? so thank you. Ooh. Um, Many of you had uh, us on your top five, so thank you again. Um, we are we are listened to in twenty three different countries so far, which is really dope. Um, and let me see what else. Um, oh, and I think an important thing to point out, like um, most podcasters, last only about five five episodes, six months, kind of thing. Uh, actually, less than six months. And, uh, but yeah, normally they get to five episodes. I'm like, you know what? This, this shit sucks. Whatever. I don't want to do this. I'm not making money or whatever. And like, I guess maybe our intentions are different with this, but like so far, um, I can speak for myself, but it's been a lot of fun and we've been able to talk to a lot of really cool people and have had opportunities to talk to people that we may not have been, had the opportunity to talk to before, um, and hear stories that we haven't. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I like I like doing this, and it's and it's a lot of fun, and it's fun to do this with you two, uh, Jake and Bonnie, and be able to hang out. Um, I put I put a sappy post on my main story, and I'll say this out loud, or not my main story, my main my main account, but uh, I'll put I'll say this out loud so it's out there in the wild forever. Like I'm thankful for you guys. You two have become two of my best friends this year, and like, thank you. Love you guys. Yeah, I love you guys too. Thank you so much for like inviting me to be a part of this. It's been a really cool experience and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. Yeah. Man, I love you guys too, you fucking nerds. <laughs> Jake just did the normal Daniel, what Daniel normally says. <laughs> Is that the character arc? <laughs> Is this the, the character, character arc right arc here? That I'm... I'm turning into the bully of this podcast. <laughs> Here we go. This is this is my villain. That makes sense. I've been too fed up with the uh, with the church yeah. and its nonsense. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, let's look forward. So next year, uh, we got season two, 2022. Um, we'll probably start somewhere mid January. We'll be po- posting stuff up there. Um, in the meantime, um, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, but also sign up for our Patreon. Um, we actually just created a sticker recently um, to be able to give out. And we're going to hopefully Ooh. launch a store um, once we get some designs made and figure out what that's going to look like. Um, but on our Patreon, um, we'll probably have some exclusive merch and exclusive opportunities. Um, maybe even a side podcast kind of thing when the three of us have the time or whatever. But um, yeah, and you can also be part of our uh, Discord community that is slowly starting. So um, sign up for a Patreon. I think you can do it for as low as like five bucks a month. Um, and you can do it as much as I'm probably going to do maximum of like 35, 40 or whatever. Um, because that's what you have to do to get a shirt on, uh, or sweatshirt, I guess on Patreon, but what else? Um, yeah, next year we got some really cool things that are already lining up that we're really excited for. 
some really cool people that we're going to talk to and stories we're going to hear. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be dope. So, from us here at the Angsty Christian Podcast, happy holidays, happy new year, and happy your dad is going to be sitting on the couch watching the news on January sixth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i mine won't but you know yours will so ending on a <laughs> no, no, no we'll, we'll end on uh what we always end on as always all oh, right i'm i'm, I'm sorry i'm mom. so sorry mom I'm so sorry. i am also sorry Dear God, this year has proven to be just as bonkers, if not more so, than the last. It seems that every year we hope in vain that the new year will bring brighter and happier times. But alas, our hopes are always smashed to smithereens. Boy, did 2021 make 2020 hold its beer. So as we enter 2022 with uncertainty, let us remember that you are a god of the oppressed, the depressed, the stressed, the woefully underblessed, the theatrically overdressed, and the thoroughly unimpressed. And help us to stay angry and angsty no matter what proverbial fecal matter 2022 throws in our faces. We pray this all in the name of everything that is good and holy. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Angsty Christian Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Angsty Christian Pod. And if you really, really like our show and you want to support us, make sure to go over to our Patreon. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, thank you, Mom. And become one of our backers. And if you would like to email us about literally anything, you hate us, you like us, you want to be with us, whatever, I don't care, email us at angstychristianpodcast at gmail.com. Also realize when I said that, it sounds like you want to be in a relationship with us. Well, two of us are single, but please don't. That's weird. I'll hold your hand. Anyway. Oh, also today is my mom's birthday, so everyone say happy birthday, please. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, mom. You're probably not going to listen to this. Yup. <laughs> but we said it. Yeah, we said it. We said happy we said birthday. It. We said it. Yeah. Should, should we do the thing where we call your mom on the phone? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to take off my headphones as well when I do it. Um, mom. Okay. I'm going to take off my headphones so she can hear on speaker I'm not gonna try to sing over she's the at phone. work so we'll see Unless, hey mom give me one quick moment um, because I have some friends here who would like to say something to you happy birthday to you happy Happy birthday to you. Jesus. Happy birthday, dear Mama T. Mama T. 
Happy birthday to you. That is, um, you are right now, we are live on the podcast, um, but Jake and Bonnie are on Zoom, so it is a bit um, delayed, but you know, is what it is. I'm live on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, we're saying happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah. Why, thank you. Yeah, so we just thank wanted you. to, we just want to say happy birthday. Um, are you okay. working today? Yes, I've already cried once, so. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. I'm sorry that you've already cried. I know it's a hard birthday. I know it is. Yeah. So, well, yeah, but I appreciate it all of you. I really do appreciate that. Of course, mom. Jeez, maybe I need to listen to your podcast right now. <laughs> 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 well, Jake and Bonnie's moms do. So you well, can, I mean, I can't do that during the day. Usually. That's true. That's true. That's true. So, all right, mom. But I really do appreciate you guys. We love you, mom. I'll give you a we call love later. You, mom. I'll give you a okay. call later, and I'll have Brandon say happy birthday to you too. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye, mom. Okay, love you guys. Love bye. you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Okay, let me get my headphones back in. Uh, no. Hold on. Okay, Zoom likes to mix everything up. All right. Well, thank you guys for, I mean, look back a couple of year, a couple episodes ago, and you'll see why my mom is having a hard time today. Didn't think about that. Uh, but yeah, so happy birthday, mom. Aww. Happy birthday, mom. Yeah. Yeah.